What is up, y'all? Happy New Year. Happy 2020. We're embarking on a new decade. This is episode 13 of Candid Talk with Chanel. I cannot believe that it is freaking been 13 episodes already. Like, I started this whole podcast in September. You know, I'm growing it. I'm trying to get the word out. So please tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend who is your friend to tell a friend to tell their best friend to listen to this podcast because we are on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Anchor. Like, get with it. (laughs) Um, So yes, I'm ecstatic that I was able to see this through. And this is what a lot of today's episode is going to be about seeing goals through how appropriate how befitting because it is literally only the eighth day of the new year the the new decade that we're entering and I'm always um, huge on really setting goals it's funny I was out for um, lunch spending time with one of my good girlfriends shout out to you Erin we were out on Sunday And, you know, when we hang out, you know, it's like hours, 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 all day thing. So we meet up for 2.30 and I don't get home till midnight. So that tells you the amount of great conversation we had over great food and just catching up. And so I say that to say her and I were talking about, you know, just setting goals. And she made a great point. You know, setting goals is great. You know, saying it and putting it out there in the atmosphere is great. Naming it and claiming it is great. But what's also pretty damn amazing to do is to write that shit down. (laughs) Um, And so I'm normally pretty good with it. But when she said it, it registered in my mind that I hadn't written down the goals that I would like to achieve in 2020. And so you best believe that next day... You know, I was off from work. I had the time to not only write a list of my 2020 goals, but to actually start checking off a few things. And at that point, it was only the sixth day of the year. Um, Some of you may know, some of you may not know, I am huge on taking risks, jumping off that uh, proverbial cliff, so to speak. Um, And, you know, I feel like Sometimes major opportunities can pass you by. And sometimes as much as we would like to be well-prepared, well-rehearsed, well-versed, however you want to look at it or phrase it, sometimes you really just have to jump off that damn cliff. And I was reminded of that literally maybe two days ago. Um, You guys also should know by now I'm big on creating opportunities for myself or at least knocking down or banging down the door of opportunity and not just waiting for people to come to me and say, yes, Chanel, your podcast is good enough. You know, your, your dance movement is good enough. Um, your brand is good enough. Like I also, for some reason, I've just been born with these balls, these kahunas of steel in some ways where I have no qualms with like contacting you or hitting you up and saying, Hey, you know, or sending you whatever it is that I'm doing, um, not, in, not in an annoying way, but just in a way of letting people know I'm here and I'm ready to work and I believe in myself. I believe in the people who I'm working with. I believe in the powers that be for me, which is Jesus Christ. I believe that 
opportunities can pass you by. And I believe that you have to be your biggest promoter. You have to believe in yourself more than anyone else. And, you know, I made another ballsy move the other day that, you know, um, includes some girlfriends of mine. We sing together. Um, And, you know, it was one of those moments where it's like we could either hold hands and jump off this cliff and take this opportunity and make it work, even though the odds seem to be stacked against us, or we can play it safe. Now, I told the ladies, I'm willing to roll with whatever you guys want to do. Deep down inside, I'm all about taking that risk. I'm going to keep it real. But I don't necessarily want to push others too far who may not, I don't want to say be about that life, but if you get what I'm saying, who may not quite be about that life. So for me, I was ready to jump off that cliff and make it happen. You know, um, moving forward, hopefully the move that I made um, will still work in a way. Um, And I also believe what's meant to be is meant to be. So I don't want to force things either. But I just say that to say, like 2020, I'm still all about that risk and taking those risks, calculated risks. But my other motto of 2020, which has always been my motto, but something that I'm really going to be a lot more strategic and conscientious about is this. If you get ready, no. If you stay ready, you ain't never got to get ready. So for someone like me who likes to take risks, who welcomes risks, you know, I have to stay ready. I can't, oh, you know, we got to rehearse these, this dance routine. or Oh, we got to rehearse this song. or Oh, no, I'm not ready to like, you know, do a live podcast, you know, with a whole crowd of people. Or, uh, like, no, like, Chanel, you must stay ready so that you ain't never got to get ready. So you can take these risks and these risks actually pan out and work for the betterment of your brand, for what you're trying to do, for your bottom line, for your big picture, for your end goal. And those who are in my world and working with me in a way for it to benefit all of us, if that makes sense. Um, so I was just reminded just recently this year, (laughs) 2020, about the importance of staying ready. You know, um, this way I can continue to take these risks. In my mind, I don't have a lot to lose. Okay. You don't want to be interviewed by me on my podcast. Okay. You don't want to work with me when it comes to music. Okay. You don't want um, to book us for your private event for us to teach dance. Like that, that's the worst that you can do is say no, you know, um, for me, like, I don't know, maybe because from the time I've been young, I've had the ability to, What's the word that I'm, I don't have performance anxiety. So it doesn't matter how nervous I am. And this is when it came to taking exams throughout all of my, my educational ventures and schooling. This came to having to perform, whether it was to dance in front of people, sing or both. Um, when it came to, especially in my last job, really having to um, have presentations or present certain extreme difficult case cases in front of all the big wigs and the powers that be, you know, for some reason, no matter how sweaty my palms might have gotten 
or who am I fooling? I have dry skin. My palms ain't never sweaty. (laughs) But like, regardless of how nervous I was, how fast my heart was beating, whatever level of anxiety I was feeling, I was always able to rise to the occasion and to like shut it down and get it done. Prime example. So um, Doobie Powell, yeah, I know that's my favorite singer. And I was blessed with the opportunity to uh, cover his album release his East Coast album release last March, right? And I, once again, creating opportunities for myself, not being shy or having an issue with reaching out and saying, hey, I'm a big fan of your work. I would love to interview you. This is what I'm about. This is my brand. This is my movement. These are my links. This is my contact information. Like, let me know. And so that's kind of how that went. And I was working with him in his camp for a few months and I could tell they were feeling me out, probably trying to make sure I wasn't a crazy chick or, you know, make sure that I was legit and professional. So it's cool. I know how to play the patient game. I know how to like just be who I am and keep it cool. I was presented with the opportunity at the very last minute. So let's say I had a phone call today asking me if Friday I can cover (laughs) the event, meaning not just interview Doobie Powell, but to literally cover the event, which meant that I needed a videographer, which meant that I needed to be able to have the ability to get to Hartford, Connecticut, which is over two hours from where I live. And I work in retail, y'all. Y'all know this by now. My schedule is not always planned out in enough advance. It just so happened that I worked that day, but I got off at five o'clock and I was even able to leave a little bit earlier than that. I must have hit the road at 345, four o'clock, picked up my best friend from the Bronx, Lorena, and then went and drove in pretty bad weather. It was horrible, like torrential uh, rain, like a downpour, drove out there. I was able to hire a videographer from out in Connecticut in the same area of the venue because I'm like... I what are the odds that I'm going to find someone in from New York? And then if that's the case, how the hell are they going to get there? I'm not going to be having a stranger in my car driving with me all these hours, right? So ding, ding, ding. God puts the idea in my head for me to start researching and looking up videographers in Hartford, Connecticut. I found one. What are the odds with this last minute thing? Like I'm actually, I booked him the day before. So if I had to be covering this event on Friday I booked him that Thursday night at like 10 p.m like it was a crazy situation talking about jumping off that proverbial cliff your girl jumped off the cliff didn't know if there was a safety net but just for some reason in my soul and my heart I knew that this was what it was supposed to be and so have I ever did I even have time to really prepare thank God when I was working with, you know, Doobie and his people, his camp, his management, his team, I had already written down, see, this is where when you have an iPhone, that like that nice um, application that comes with the phone, where you can write your notes or type your notes out. Thank God I had done that. (laughs) 
and um, had 20 questions in my mind that I wanted to ask him and had sent it to the camp for them to clear it. You know, this is how respectful I was trying to be and professional. These are the questions that I want to ask. I want these questions to be approved because I don't want to ask anything that is going to make the artist uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And my style of interviewing people is not the Wendy Williams style. Yes, I like to be transparent and real and authentic, but I'm not trying to dig and pry in your business to be gossipy or for all of that kind of stuff that's not going to benefit the artist or that's going to make them feel uncomfortable. So I had already had my list of 20 questions to pull from. And so... Thank God, going back to when you stay ready, you never have to get ready. I didn't know that I was going to be presented with this opportunity not only to interview him, but to actually cover the whole album release um, event that night. And so it worked out for me to hire a videographer, at least as it pertained to the interviewing part. I already had my questions. It was just a matter of me going over my notes again and of course i wasn't I didn't have enough time to ask him twenty questions in that kind of um setting, but at least because I had already had these questions in my mind, because I am a true fan of his work, I was able to just have a conversation with him and have these questions flow naturally. And so I say all that to say this, which is um, for some reason, the way that I'm wired, I am really able to just make it happen on the fly, even with minimal rehearsal or no rehearsal, I'm able to like make it work. And um, I respect that other people, that's not their process or that's not what they feel comfortable doing. But I also really respect the people who do feel comfortable with just making it happen because there are some opportunities that will never come twice. And so I'd rather take the chance and jump off that cliff, especially if it's an opportunity that's one more than likely that may not come by again or one that's once in a lifetime, than not take it. Once again, my disclaimer, I respect those opinions who feel like, nope, I need to be well prepared. Nope. I'm not taking this chance. I respect that. Nothing against them at all. Like I said, opportunity, me and my girls who I sing with from time to time, we have a singing group from years ago in our college days. You know, we unanimously made the decision to sit out and to me, an opportunity of a lifetime, right? I was down for, I was down to let it go and just go and like make it happen. But I respected what they felt. You know what I'm saying? So this is not to like shade anyone or for anyone to feel some kind of way. Not at all. I'm just explaining my perspective. And probably because me taking chances hasn't steered me wrong. That's another reason why I I continue to take chances. Now, I'm not saying I'm taking uneducated chances or I'm taking a chance on something that my talent and skill sets in areas where my talents and skill sets are not even there or don't lie. Absolutely not. You know, but things that I do all the time, like vlogging, you know, that was a natural progression for me to do this podcast. So if I had the opportunity on a whim on the fly to speak in front of a crowd of people, you know, and kind of do like a live podcast segment or episode, like what I give twice a month, sometimes three times a month, I would feel more than comfortable doing it, even though I might not have had more than 24 hours to prepare because it's something, it's a skill that I have cultivated over the last four years. 
And so because I'm comfortable with speaking before people, I've used to train foster parents and sometimes staff at my last job, my social work gig. So I'm used to having to just on the fly, on the rip, whether I was as prepared as I wanted to be or not, I'm used to being able to make it work. And I find crazy enough that a lot of my best work comes out of it being with with me not having a whole lot of prep time, right? Even when I recorded my first EP with my brother, there were certain songs I would rehearse and over-rehearse on my personal time, going to record it with my brother, thinking it was going to be the hottest shit ever, and that shit was trash. Then there were times, you know, trash meaning I'm like, no, I don't like it, and now I need to do it over or rethink some things or reshift some things. But then there were times where I kind of had somewhat of an idea, but it wasn't necessarily plotted out like some other ideas were. And then I go and lay it down and that shit is fire. So, you know, for me, sometimes my best work has come out of minimal preparation and not preparation, meaning you don't hone in on your craft, but like minimal obsessively, like trying to get things perfect or right. Y'all should know by now, I believe in imperfection. I believe that there is true beauty um, and individuality in imperfection. And so that's why when it comes to recording music, I'm, my goal is never to sound perfect. You know what I'm saying? Um, when it comes to anything that I do, it's not about the perfection for me. It's about the transparency. It's about the rawness. It's about the authenticity. It's about the impact. That's really what I'm about, which leads me to another point as far as one of my goals for 2020. And I actually didn't write this down and I will make sure I do once I'm finished recording this this podcast episode. But 2020, I want it to be all about the impact with whatever it is that I'm doing. Whatever it is I put my hands to do, whether it's at my day job, whether it's with Move With Finesse, whether it's with my overall brand complex simplicity, whether it's with this podcast, Candid Talk With Chanel, whether it's with anything else that I put my hands to do, I want it to be super impactful in two ways. Of course, I want the masses to learn more about it. I want to increase the awareness and visibility of every brand that I'm working on, but I also really want it to impact and motivate and inspire others and empower others and encourage others. That's the kind of impact that I'm really, really, really looking for. And so more than seeking perfection and all of that, I really want everything that I do this year to be super hella impactful where it hits you like a Mack truck where it's like yo you know you know how you could easily be on YouTube you stumble on a vlogger you stumble on an artist you stumble on whoever or you could be on social media and just stumble on people and then it's to the point where you spent the last hour of your life now oh let me see if they have a YouTube page and watching all their videos oh let me go to their IG page and you're like stalking their Instagram you know what I'm saying like I want that kind of impact you know something where people want to keep coming back for more because it's helping them ultimately in some way shape or form that's one of my biggest goals for everything that I do, the thread, the common thread between the main three things that I'm working on, I want to be very 
impactful. Impact has to be a part of it. And I'm speaking that into existence and I will physically write it down on my 2020 goals list. Um, Of course, another goal of mine will always be to be the best wife that I could be. There's always room for improvement. And any other role that is going to be a part of my life, you know, there are some areas of new beginnings that I will share at a later date. I want to be great at those roles. I even told my store manager today, because, you know, I've been kind of tossing and turning with, do I stay in this industry? Do I not? And I told my boss, you know, I said, you know what? I said, I'm going through a lot of changes right now in my life. And what I'm recognizing is, is this. Being in a sales role where that is predominantly what you do could be very stressful and very overwhelming at times. I said, my goal is to be able to progress to the next position, right? You know, um, and to be able to remain at this time with the company. You know, I had already had a conversation with my, my manager letting her know I wasn't sure how long I wanted to stay with the company, you know, um, because, you know, it's, it's like a, a, a some days I love that shit. Other days I'm like over it, you know, and I'm learning that I can't always just go with what my emotions are, but to also as an adult, you know, really look at things, take a step back, look at the bigger picture, look at why I am in the position that I'm in, what it is to teach me and being in this role, which I'm still doing pretty good in praise be to Jesus. But just, you know, to take a step back and just really think some things a little further through, right? I'm not in a position to make any rash decisions, and she knew that. But today, you know, I had maybe at least two months to kind of think things over, or at least a month and a half. And today I was able to be very transparent and honest in saying, you know, I want more for myself in this company. You know, I want more for myself. And I want to be able to go to the next level. You know what I'm saying? Um, And... So we'll see what happens. That's actually a goal that I put on my list to be able to be promoted at some point in 2020. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Don't get me wrong, folks. A part, a huge part of me still just wants to be my own boss and be an entrepreneur and live that life. But once again, thinking as an adult and thinking realistically, especially with some changes that are happening in my life currently, you know, um, just this is one risk (laughs) that I won't just jump off the cliff for because it does affect your livelihood. And so for me, you know, my husband and I, we have acquired a lot together, (laughs) things that require money. (laughs) And so, you know, I want to make sure that when I do, if and when I do decide that it's no longer meant for me to be where I'm working and to move on, that I have already aligned stuff up, you know, and I feel like with my entrepreneurial ventures, there's still a lot of lot more work and laying of bricks that has to be done before I can fully just do that. And I'm well aware of that. Um, and I also want to still learn business. Um, and I think me being able to be a manager at a higher level or at the next level, um, you know, I think that that may actually work. So we'll see whatever God has in store. I'm open to it. You know, in the meantime, I still work hard and I'm still trying to uh, grow within the company I work for. And I'm still 
really also laying these bricks, brick by brick, stone by stone, you know, to get move a finesse where it needs to be, to get my overall brand complex simplicity where it needs to be, and to get this podcast, Candid Talk with Chanel, where it needs to be, and any other ventures I may have with my girls when it comes to singing, to see where that can lead. Like, I'm all about having multiple streams of income, because the day and age that we are living in, that is a necessity almost. It's almost like it's hard to to have a to live a life where you're comfortable with just working one job unless you make six figures, you know, and even then, depending on how many people you're taking care of, you have to provide for. You know, I'm married, my husband has a very good job, makes very good money, and I'm still like, nope, I need to on my own to have multiple streams of income that are consistent and that are lucrative, you know. Um, very, very important to me at least. So yeah, you know. Another goal is to be able to see uh, another promotion, you know, within my job and the company that I work for. Um, I'm trying to think what else. I've had I had so many different things. Um, of course, I want to do. I want, like I said, I want this podcast community to grow. Once again, please tell a friend to tell a friend. You know, I really want to have some great, candid conversations with people who are doing great things or who have overcome difficulty and still made something of themselves you know I want I want those inspiring kind of interviews those authentic those real interviews and not just with you know known people you know a few of those is great but like I want to talk to the neighborhood stripper who decided to walk away from the club you know or who decided to dance to be able to pay her way through school to feed her kids I want to talk to the Hasidic Jewish woman who was excommunicated from her her community and family because she didn't agree with the ways of life that they have. I want to talk to um, the veteran who was now homeless and who's dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder on a daily basis. Like, I want to have like real life conversations, discussions, candid talks with everyday people, not just high profile people. You know, I want to talk to people who are doing what I'm doing. You know, I want to talk to uh, people who are who have been building something from the ground up and who have been in this thing relentlessly trying to get it to where they believe it could be, you know. Um, so I want to talk to like so many different people, you know, to help motivate and inspire others. I feel like the more that we share our stories and we share our hearts and our lives to a certain extent, like it's to help someone else. Even there are times when I'm recording a podcast and I'll have, or I, I was recording a vlog and I'll have an aha moment for myself, something that even helps me, you know? Um, so yes, I want to be able to build Candid Talk with Chanel to the next level. I would love it to be where I have a live podcast recording, you know? Um, I would love it to be where I could travel to the next city to do this podcast or travel around interviewing people. I would love for Move with Finesse to be booked consistently where every month I could count on two, two to three bookings. I would love for Move with Finesse to be able to branch off into different areas. We're gonna start teaching children soon. You know, I would love for us to have a consistent bunch where we can compete on a high level. Like there's so much that we have in store. I would love for our classes to continue to grow and we have that hardcore 
group that comes through every week or every two weeks, you know, um, yeah, I would love for us to as well be able to travel to the city near you and teach you dance, move a finesse style. You know, um, I would love for us to be able to help people to become more confident in themselves. If you want to lose weight to set that as a goal and be successful through dance, like all of that, you know what I'm saying? Um, trying to think what else did I put on that list? Uh, I would love to be able to have my own talk show one day. You know, my girl Erin, who I had lunch with the other day, had a great idea. Something my mom has been saying to me for years. Chanel, you need to have your own talk show on YouTube. You know, people use YouTube for their own television style of productions. Like, have your own talk show, girl. You know what I'm saying? Um, And so that's something that I'm even looking into a little further as well. You know, how... I can also have this very podcast as, which is what I've always wanted it to be, a visual experience and more of like a TV show form, but it's also a podcast, you know? Um, I Definitely music, I'm working on music, so that's going to happen in 2020. And um, I want my music to be able to be real transparent and vulnerable, but I want it to be strong. I want it to be a perspective of a woman who's lived a little bit of life. You know what I'm saying? Um, I want to be able to have something to say and for it once again to be impactful, but still be dope with the musicality and the artistry and the arrangements and all of that, you know, and the singing, the vocals, like, so yeah, it's so much that I have written down that I am naming and claiming, you know, um, to come into fruition and to actually achieve. I am very big on completing goals. To date, I must say, I am very good with completing goals. I see, I start something and I see it through. I don't give up even when the odds are stacked against me. Like, still at it. You know what I'm saying? Um, So yeah, I encourage you all, write your goals down, manifest them, speak it into existence and, you know, stick with it regardless of whether people, as I always say, believe in what you're doing, whether people are low-key clowning you, you know, stick with your vision, stick with the goals that you have for yourself and like go after that shit wholeheartedly, full throttle, go after it. You know, um, life is way too short. Something else I always say as well to just uh, have all these shoulda, coulda, wouldas, like go for it. Stop caring about what people think. Stop taking other people's feedback and critique, whether it was asked for or not, so seriously. Like, do you, you know? I am probably a little late to the party, but as far as move with finesse, you know, I had, like, a lot of choreographers and people who teach dance, you know, right before the year, right before it was New Year's, they were, like, listing all of the the biggest moments of the year. Now, these are people who have like a hella, hella following and whose names ring bells in these streets when it comes to dancing and choreographing, sorry. Um, so for me, you know, like I always say, when people go right, I go left and vice versa. I don't like to like swagger jack and do what everybody does. What I did more so today was it's already the eighth day of the year. I more so took some time to reflect and then I posted, you know, reflecting on 2019, you know, routines, um, dance routines, you know, that we did 
And to just post them in the order that we did them, it was great to see, you know, um, it was great to see, you, you actually saw the growth in our dancing. You saw the growth in how we danced together. You saw the growth in how we choreograph what we danced to. And that was cool to see. Like to see the very first song that we did um, end of 2018, early 2019. And just to go from there, it was so awesome to see. Niece, I'm proud of you. If you're listening to this, I'm super, super duper proud of you because... You know, it ain't, you know, we've stuck this thing out. Like you've jumped, you jumped off that cliff with me. We started off as three, only two of us jumped off that cliff and you've been riding out with me ever since there's, you know, haven't looked back and look how far we've come and we have so much farther to go. There's so many other blessings to come for us. And just to see, we started this thing in the summer of 2018 and we're in the the top of the year of 2020, and we're still at it, you know, to see that our classes, the attendance is slowly growing, to see that even, I feel like every every week we get new followers when it comes to our IG page, which is at Move with Finesse, um, and just to even see people's comments or just the things that people may even say to us personally, you know, like we're in the the mouths of other people when they're referring us. You know, we've got our bookings through referrals of other people. You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, we have come a long way at me just posting, you know, the eight routines that we came up with in 2019. It was like, yo, that's real. Like, it ain't easy coming up with choreography, y'all. Like, we both work full-time jobs. I'm married. She's in a serious relationship. We both go through the crazy shit that life throws your way. You know what I'm saying? Like, and we still had the time and made the time and spent the money to rehearse, to drive all over town, to um, pay to book these studios to have classes. Like, it's crazy. And we're still at this, you know? 2020 is going to be our year. It's going to be our time. We're taking things to another level. And we want to thank all of you who have supported us to date. And even those who tried to low-key clown us, thank you too. Because I will be 100% honest and say that that shit fueled the hell out of me. (laughs) I I think I can even speak for both of us. It fueled both of us. You know what I'm saying? Anybody who seemed like they didn't take what we were doing, what we are doing seriously, or that they were just like hating, like that stuff fuels us you know, um, and you see it in the cho- the choreography and, and the, you know, how the choreography has developed, you know, so, and we have so much more to go, you know, we have more growth to have and we're embracing it and we're ready, you know, um, so yeah, like I love to see growth every year. I think I've said this in a vlog before for complex simplicity. I love to see growth. I love to be able to have tangible evidence, like all the videos I posted today with Move of Finesse, that is tangible evidence of how far we've come. When you watch that back to back to back to back to back, I posted like eight routines. When you see that, it's like, yeah, like, wow. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love even with complex simplicity, you know, and I need to update the website because I haven't in some time. I've really been focusing on um, 
Candid Talk with Chanel, this podcast. Um, and I'm going to do better with actually posting the links to this podcast on my website. But I'm even amazed when I see I haven't updated a website in, in a few months and people are still going to the website every day. Like, wow. You know what I'm saying? I'm still getting new subscribers on my YouTube channel that I neglect all the damn time, you know? So I'm like, Chanel, people are rocking out with you. You just have to figure out a way, you know, to draw them also into this podcasting world that you're in now. Um, And so that's why this year, a serious goal is for me to have a live podcast episode. Um, And maybe this is something that can happen probably more like the end of 2020, like fall, October-ish. Maybe that's something that I can make happen then. But um, with maybe a few uh, cool guests, you know, um, maybe I'll bring my best friend Rena back on. You know, she she's great, you know, um, and a few other surprise guests, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I got to make it happen. I think I want to use that as an opportunity to merge everything together so I can also you know, uh, sing or perform some songs for my first EP. And by then there should be another EP out, you know, use it as an opportunity to anybody that I've wanted to interview, have a, a quick session of interviewing them, like go all out, like make this event tie everything, all things, you know, uh, my brands into one bundle for the night, even have a performance from Move of Finesse. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm ready to do this. I'm thinking big. I'm thinking bigger and I'm ready to like really make this happen. Um, I think 2020 is also going to be a year of fearlessness for me. Like, okay, you don't want to rock with me? Fine, I'm cool. I'm on to the next. Like never giving up and just really like going for it and not giving a care in the world. You know what I'm saying? Being able to recognize when certain opportunities are not going to come around again and really like going for them shits when they present themselves the first time around, you know, unless there's some like serious red flags and like warning signs. And of course I'll halt, I'll heed, I'll stop, you know, but yeah, this is going to be a year of fearlessness, a year of having heavy impact, a year of continued self-awareness, a year of uh, really making an effort to take care of myself, you know what I'm saying? And make sure that I am as healthy as possible um, in the best shape of my life at some point this year. And, um, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm ready. I am so ready. Um, yeah. So I just want to say that those few things, I want to be able to inspire and encourage you all out there. Share with me, like, what are some of your, you know, goals for 2020? Have you written them down? Have you thought them out? Have you named it and claimed it and spoken into existence? You know, or do you have any fears going into the new year? You know, um, but yeah, another goal I put down is health and wealth. I was saying to my girl Erin the other day, like I am to the point in my life where I am ready to make good money, bank, to know my worth and to demand that I'm getting paid what I deserve to get paid, you know, so I'm still building along, you know, these brands for them to be become lucrative at some point. And even in my day job, like getting a promotion would mean more money, you know what I'm saying? But like getting to the point where I'm no longer just satisfied with what I'm told I'm worth to be paid because that goes in. I work hard. I'm loyal. I'm committed. You can count on me like that should be worth 
everything, <laughs> you know? Um, so yeah, are there any things that you're afraid about, you're fearful of? What are your non-negotiables for 2020? You know, what are the things that you are hoping for and longing for and, and gunning for, so to speak, you know? Um, so yeah, like, let's talk. And if you are willing, if you have, if you feel like you have a story to share, you have um, something impactful about your own life, like hit me up. You know what I'm saying? Um, you can contact me. You can email me. I think the email address I put down for the podcast may be complexedsimplicity9 at gmail.com. Complexed is spelled C-O-M-P-L-E-X-E-D. Simplicity, S-I-M-P-L-I-C-I-T-Y, the number nine at gmail.com. Email me. Let's talk. Like I'm open to interviewing anyone as long as you have something to say and it's something positive and impactful you're willing to be transparent and vulnerable to a certain level like let's talk let's have these deep conversations you know what I'm saying um but yeah my prayer and my wish for you is that your year is everything and more once again that you get the desires of your heart that you work hard and that you know you continue to work on yourself and being a better person emotionally and mentally and spiritually every day, you know, um, for those who long for love, my prayer is that 2020 is the year that you are able to meet who it is you're going to do life with. For those who long for all things career, my prayer is that you are in the position where you can move up and progress and that you see an opportunity as they arrive and you take them, you know, that you use your, your wisdom and that you're ultimately able to go after that career that you desire to do. There's something so amazing to be said about working a job that you absolutely love. I've talked about this before. You know, for those who want, I know a lot of people who are trying to progress into their full independence. Y'all know how I feel about that, especially those of us in our 30s. I feel like we need to be living on our own, you know. Um, and that you don't need to be in a relationship or a marriage to move out of your family's house. Like there is something to be said about a man and a woman, a woman who single, whatever your situation is, you have the ability to take care of yourself. You're able to pay your own rent <laughs> or if you bought a home, you're able to pay your own mortgage. You're able to keep food in the fridge and keep the lights on. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, my opinion, that is so necessary before you find yourself in a committed relationship or marriage. You know, um, it's so character building and it really, as I always say, teaches you what you're made of. So let that be a goal. If that's something that you're looking to do, write it down, put it out there, take steps towards doing that. You know, I always say if I was able to do it on a social worker salary and do it for so long, anybody could do it. If I could do it, anybody could do it. Wasn't making a lot of money at all and wasn't always responsible with the little bit of money I was making, but I was still always able to keep a roof over my head, keep the lights on. And even if I didn't have food in the fridge, I always knew I could go to my parents' house and get a hot meal. I could go to my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband's family's house and get a hot meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I've learned how to survive ultimately. I've learned to have certain staples in the house where you can survive, such as grits, rice, pasta. You'd be surprised. You don't have any meat. You don't have much of anything else. You make you a, a pot of grits, you will not be hungry, you know? So 
it's something to be said about really being able to be fully independent, especially when you are in your 30s. Um, trying to think what else. If you have goals to, like I said, I know a lot of people who are looking into home ownership. It is a huge responsibility, but it is a beautiful blessing. You know, um, go for it. I always say, don't wait to get married. Don't feel like you have to wait until you're married or in this serious relationship to buy a house. If you could buy a house or buy a condo or get into a co-op on your own, then do that shit on your own. You know what I'm saying? Like that is admirable, commendable. I might've said this story or told the story before. What inspired myself and my now husband is when my cousin, shout outs to you, Jason, at this time, he was in his early 30s, latter 20s, and was able to buy a sick ass condo in Westchester, the nice, nice, nice parts. Okay, me just going to see his place and celebrate him with his new spot inspired the hell out of me because he was only a few years older than me. And I, and he's in the education field, you know, he was, um, yeah, working in a, in a school. And for me to be able to see Wow, my cousin was able to get his own spot, like, and not just rent, because I had been living on my own for years at that point, longer than him, you know what I'm saying? I've been paying rent for years at that point, but to be able to see my cousin buy something that was nice, and he's like on the penthouse level of his his whole condominium situation, gated community, like, you know, they you, you got to speak to a security guard who will then contact him before you can even park your car. Like, that's the kind of area he's living in. And, to, and he's a black man, I'm super proud. Like, to see that, that inspired me. You know, for some people, stuff like that would make them jealous and make them hate. That kind of stuff inspires and fuels me. And I brought Patrice with me, and I know that that inspired him. And that was good because we were able as boyfriend and girlfriend to have the conversation that should we ever get married, what was it that we wanted in that department? Did we want to own a home? How did we want to live? Like it, it, it made us or it created the space for us to have that kind of serious conversation, like a for real, for real, not just like hypothetically in dreamland, but like legit because we're planning on being together, we're planning on eventually getting married, realistically speaking, is this something we would want to do? Is this an area we want to live? Like we had that real conversation. It was so inspiring to see my cousin progress in that way. So when it happened for my husband and I, little did we know that same thing was going to happen for us. I would say crazy enough, it was going to happen for us five years later, which is a short span of time when you think about it. Like, it was like, wow, like this shit is achievable, you know? And I'm pretty sure our family and friends who are not homeowners yet seeing us become homeowners might have inspired them. Like to me, that's how you pay it forward. You, you, you get inspired, you inspire others, you know? Don't try to keep people from progressing. Don't try to now feel jealous or feel um, insecure, like, oh, what if they get a house that's better than mine or a place that's nicer than mine? Like, because we, we've experienced that too with people where we progress and they kind of hated on us because we progressed in that way before they did, even for some family, if I'm keeping it real, you know, and that's sad. Like if you're inspired by someone, pay it forward and inspire someone else with the, with the decisions and the blessings that you're able to have in your life, you know? Um, so yeah, like, 
for those who that's what's on their list of 2020 goals to become a homeowner, I'm with you. Put that money away. Save that money. You know, like work together. If you're doing it with a significant other, then work together to get that done. You know what I'm saying? It's a blessing and it's a beautiful thing. You know, um, I'm thankful when I put my key in that door and come home every day. I'm thankful when I sit in my car every day because this wasn't my life all the time. You know, I grew up, I was blessed to grow up living in houses and, you know, my family having cars and stuff. But like when I was on my own adulting and taking care of myself, your girl had a Metro card. You either get on the bus, <laughs> you get on a train, and if you're lucky to have a couple of extra bucks, you get in a cab, right? You know, um, so yeah, like, I'm very thankful. You know, I was thankful to be able to have the gall to move out of my family's house and to be able to, like, take care of myself from then on. But let's keep it real. I was living in tenement apartments, you know what I'm saying, in the Bronx, in the hood, like, so for me to be able, even though I come from living in the suburbia lifestyle, because that's where the, the areas my parents chose to live, I did about almost 10 years living in the hood as an adult, because that's what I could afford as far as rents go, you know? And so now I definitely appreciate on my own being able to now live the suburbia life again <laughs> and to be able to raise a child or children the way that I was raised, you know, my, my dad moved us up out the hood quick, fast and in a hurry. So from the time I was like three, four years old, we've lived in Westchester and Mount Vernon and we've lived in um, houses, whether they were nice apartments and beautiful houses. We've lived in, you know, my parents were homeowners, you know, um, when I was a teenager. So it's like, you know, I was able to kind of see that side of life. Um, I had a friend say to me one time years ago, like, at least you know what it's like to live in a house. Like, I never lived in a house. And I never thought about that. It made me sit back and think, like, damn, even when we were renting apartments, when my family, you know, couldn't afford for us to, like, live in a huge house like a lot of my friends did. Like, we still always had amazing apartments in houses. I was still always living in suburbia. You know what I'm saying? Um, and not to say that living in suburbia is like the only great way to live because that's not the case. But I know for me, I enjoy living in suburban towns. If I'm keeping it a hundred percent real, there's something about the town life that I do like, you know, and I like that there's grass <laughs> that's green. <laughs> I like that there are driveways, <laughs> you know, I like that there are, I just like, I like that, you know, for whatever reasons, it's my style of living. I was never the girl that wanted to like live in the big city. It just wasn't me. You know, I appreciate the city from afar. I go to hang out when I can, when I'm meeting up with girlfriends or on a hot date night with my husband. But like, I'm cool with going back from whence I came <laughs> to suburban town. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it's just something I've always liked. You know, maybe it gives me a sense of safety. You know, maybe it reminds me of, of my childhood in a sense of, you know, really being able to be outside playing double dutch or, you know, walking around the neighborhoods or it's just a different life when you live in a town. It's hard to explain. You have to live in one to know, but it's my sense of safety. It's my sense of um, Shangri-La, you know, um, it's just my sense of peace, you know, tranquility. Um, 
And but I did the hood living thing and I was cool with that. I adapted. I was able to roll with that. It was very convenient. I always lived right next to the two or the five train. No, I've always lived next to the two train and a slew of buses, you know. Um, so it was fine. I felt comfortable in those neighborhoods too. But I always knew when it came to me owning a home or raising children that I would go back from whence I came, which was suburbia. <laughs> um but yeah, so, you know, progressing in life in any fashion, form, or way is an amazing thing and something we should all strive for in some way, you know? Um, and I'm not just talking about home ownership and stuff like that, because for some people, owning a home is not realistic for them, and it's not something that they want to do, and I respect that too. But just whether it's prog- just progressing in all areas and whatever specific areas, moving forward, having that upward mobility and not staying stagnant, I think that that is necessary for all of us in more ways than one. And so I encourage you all, including myself, to really hold fast to the goals that we set for ourselves in 2020, to not just let it be the typical cliche thing to say, I wanna lose weight, I'm going to the gym, I just got a membership, like really be about that shit. Work hard, do what you gotta do. You know what I'm saying? Whatever goals it is you set for yourself, let us all, and I'm included in the conversation, finish what we start out here. Let's finish what we start out here. Never realize how hard that can be and how hard for many of us it is. For me, I get off in a way um, when it comes to finishing and completing what I start. Like I feel horrible if I set out to do something and just let it go by the wayside. Like let's finish what we start, you know. Um, And yeah, you know. Let's be about this thing. Let's still be good to one another. Let's still be loving. Let's be less judgmental, folks. I'm included in this conversation. You know, let's be more giving a listening ear and not dictating how we should live our lives. You know, once you get to be a certain age, you got to let people live and then do what they got to do. Express your concerns when necessary. And then you back off, as I always say, you know, let everybody live their life and make the decisions for their lives and make the mistakes sometimes that are necessary for their own personal growth. You know, we cannot shield everyone from everything, you know, Um, and I'm not even on the, I'm not even talking like from a parent perspective for children and all that. I'm talking just from a regular person perspective with your friends, with your family members, like let's kind of be good to one another, love on each other, love each other through the difficulties, be honest, of course, with one another. Um, at the same time, let's, let's try to be less judgmental and let's try to stop pushing and projecting how we live our lives on others. <laughs> You'd be surprised how many of us do this a lot and don't even realize it. You know, um, let's encourage one another. Let's bear each other up. You know, let's not be jealous. You know, when I had a conversation with my my girls who I sing with the other night, it was like really cool to see and to hear that we were able to like really show love for the individual things that each other is doing. You know, we're all artistic. We all sing. We all do different things. It was cool for us to be able to say to one another, like, what you're doing is dope. Keep up with it. I'm so proud of you. Yada, yada, yada. Like, let's do more of that for one another instead of feeling insecure or jealous because we're like, oh, my gosh, this person is doing this. Oh, they're going to get more attention than me. Oh, I haven't even done anything. Like, let's be supportive. Let's let's really like show love. 
Let's give people their flowers while they are still here to smell them, folks. Let's give people their flowers while they are still here to smell them, hold them, and put them in a vase and display in their house. Let's not wait until something tragic happens um, to then want to say all the beautiful things about people that we never said to them. You know what I'm saying? I go to way too many funerals where you could tell that this person is getting up there saying a whole speech and, and probably never said a near word to the very person who's laying in the casket that they're talking about. Like, let's, let's be able to like really like show love in that way while we're all here to receive it and breathe air in our lungs. But anyway, let me stop rambling. Once again, happy new year. Continue to rock out with your girl. Yes, still go to complexedsimplicity.com. I will be updating that website very soon. Um, it needs a bit of a facelift, so bear with me, but make sure you still check in. I have so much so much content over the last four years. Even if you were an avid reader, listener, watcher of all things complex simplicity, I promise you there's probably still something on there you ain't see yet. So go to complexsimplicity.com and catch up and check that out. Continue to rock out with Candid Talk with Chanel with this podcast by listening on Spotify, listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor. Um, I feel like I'm probably on a whole bunch more, a whole lot more um, like streaming services for it, but I will continue to keep you updated as I'm updated. Um, And yes, go to at Move with Finesse, follow us over there. Go to Complex Simplicity 9 Follow us over there. Both are on IG, Instagram. Um, and show your love. I thank you so much for all the support, for the listenership, for the viewership. Um, it doesn't go unnoticed. Once again, have an amazing year this year. And let's kill the game, y'all. All right. Until next time.